Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Night Ohio podcast. I'm Cliff Hickman, and I'm joined by Mike Popovich. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Cliff. We're here at a more reasonable hour. You may notice we're a little more awake than we were at that uh, 1.30 a.m. on a Friday night putting that together. It was pretty rough, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, the, the nights usually go really uh really fast when you try to get a lot of stuff done and then all of a sudden it's like one o'clock oh we got to talk about the games that we were at and we wrote about but uh we'll muddle through them you know i could probably write about it more successfully than talk about it at that hour because it seems like my words were not translating into what was coming out of my mouth if that makes any sense it's like the body was willing but it just was not there ladies and gentlemen in week one yeah yeah i can uh, you know especially when we had to, to really get stories done fast i mean you know it's and 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 we still do. I mean, even though our print editions are uh, a little bit different right now, but we still have to get them done. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it was uh, it was it was a long night. I was at a long game, so I could have probably suspected that it would be a long night. Uh, first week is always uh, always seems like it just takes a little bit of time to work yourself into the process. But we're here. We're at week two. And we're going to start things out looking at some of the, the biggest games in the area. Mike, we have Fitch and McKinley on the schedule. This is an interesting one, obviously. McKinley coming off a tough loss to Menor in week one. Uh, what are we looking at with this game? Well, if you're, uh, you were hoping for any breaks after playing Mentor, uh, yeah. They're not going to come for McKinley. I mean, they're going to be facing another really good Austintown Fitch team. And and as a matter of fact, this this stretch of the season for McKinley is really rough. You got Menor, you got Austintown Fitch, you got Huber Heights Wayne next week. Oh, and then by the way, your Federal League opener is against Perry. So that's uh, that's a that's a tough road for McKinley to start the season and you know with with McKinley what you got to really look to right now is and head coach Antonio Hall had talked about this you got to really start taking steps to uh, get better in these early weeks of the season okay you may play a tough opponent you may play a mentor and lose 49 to 7 but the key things are what can you do to make yourself better right now so that when weeks 7, 8, 9, and 10 come, you're in a very good position? And maybe, you know, you could get a win or two uh, in this early stage of the season. And, and uh, you know, that puts you in a good position. So, uh, you know, facing an Austintown Fitch team that started out real fast uh, last season, uh, I believe they won their first seven games if i'm not mistaken a uh, team that's got a lot of skills so uh uh it's it's going to be tough for mckinley but i again I'm, I'm sure antonio hall is looking for well what steps forward can we take uh this week and what steps forward we can take even more next week 
And another big game everyone's going to have their eye on, Maslin and Glen Oak. Maslin coming off the loss to Pickerington Central. Glen Oak uh, snapped a long losing streak last week, so things kind of on the upswing there with Scott Garcia and the Golden Eagles. Well, how many people would have expected uh, to see Glen Oak 1-0 and Maslin 0-1 after one week? Uh, If you just simply look by, you know, what... uh, what uh, these teams have done in recent years. Um, you know, Maslin, we talked about, you know, Friday night with uh, Chris Easterling. I mean, that was, that's a tough opponent to start the season with in uh, Pickerington Central. And um, when you hold uh, a Maslin offense, uh, I don't care who's playing to just 135 yards. You're, you're doing something really good. So uh, I'm sure the Tigers are going to want to, you know, do what they can to, to you know, to get into the win column against a, a against the Glen Oak team. That's, you know, you have to be playing with a lot of confidence right now. You know, uh, uh, you know, we've talked in the past when you're on a long losing streak and and boy, you can break it. You can get that win, especially in your season opener. Scott Garcia returning as head coach. Um you know that's uh, you know that's got to be that's got to be a, a be a big confidence boost for them. Absolutely, and this used to be a huge game. I remember actually covering this a few years ago when Glen Oak won the game and Scott Garcia was the head coach. So this uh, has the potential to be a little intriguing. I went to uh, I went to one of the games uh, uh, when they played. Uh, it was up at Glen Oak. Uh, it was on a Thursday night. They used yeah, to play these, on Thursday yeah, nights. This was a big deal. And 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 the game uh, that game I was at. Uh, oh my God! That night it was about as hot as it's been the past few days here uh, right now. So uh, yeah, it's it'd be nice to see uh, you know you know these two teams you know continue to play early in the season and you know you know. It'd be nice to see Glen Oak, you know, continue their path upward so uh, it could be a, a real competitive game like, you know, we've remembered in the past. And then we've got some news out of Lake Mike. The game against Maple Heights is off for this week. Yeah, um, uh, a COVID concern with, uh, with Lake um, has, uh, has sidelined them this week. And, uh, you know, you'd have to be pretty naive to think, you know, that these were not going to still crop up. I mean, we saw some situations with some out-of-the-area teams last week uh, having to, uh, you know, reschedule games. I believe in the Pac-7 Triway, you know, had, you know, their first two games of the season were off and uh, their opponents had to uh, uh, reschedule games. And, um you know, like with like with any other team, you can hope that this, you know, situation gets, you know, resolved and, you know, they're able to get back on the field and everybody's healthy. And, uh, you know, it it's such a shame because, you know, Lake's coming off a real impressive uh, opening night win over Alliance where, uh, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, the running back uh, uh, Michael uh, – or Matthew Solberger, sorry, um, he had a real big night. And uh, uh, player we I don't think we mentioned last week, uh, Cale Jarvis, uh, his first-year starting quarterback. Uh, got a lot of sophomore first-year starting quarterbacks in the area, and he had a successful day uh, throwing for uh, 162 yards 
uh, no interceptions. So, uh, you know, hopefully for Lake, uh, you know, they can uh, get, you know, this uh, COVID situation is resolved and they can get back on the field next week. Man, a big non-conference game this week. Louisville and Poland, things not getting any easier for the Leopards. They opened at home against Barberton. I was out there last week, and this is uh, a game that uh, might be pretty intense. These two teams played each other in the playoffs for a while. It seemed like every year I remember Poland coming to Louisville and getting a big win, and then Louisville went to Poland (laughs) the next year and got a big win. It was kind of funny how that worked out but uh poland both these teams are 0-1 mike uh poland played canfield last week where the the head coaches are brothers at uh canfield and poland canfield won that game i think 26 to 12 but it's uh what you'd expect from a poland team you're going to see a lot of running i talked to coach davis this week he said the concern is they do have a three-year starter at quarterback and he can throw well so they might try to lull you to sleep and then throw one over the top so he said it's it's imperative that the secondary kind of remain focused and recognize when that's coming because they do have the ability to make some plays in the passing game uh lewisville there there were some bright spots i mean they played a tough defensive line against barbard and john jackson's going to kent state and uh, Caleb Miller had to run for his life a few times against that defensive line. And that was, uh, it, it, you'll be hard pressed to face a better line than that. Obviously, Poland always has big linemen, but I, I don't know that there's anyone of that caliber that they'll be going up against this week. Uh, the concern at running back is Louisville, you know, they had an injury in the preseason and their running back played the position for like a week before starting last week. And, you know, he started to play better as the game went on, but that's a situation worth watching. Zach Seaman is a really good receiver for Louisville. It's probably their best playmaker. He's also really good in the secondary. And then the linebackers, despite being new, really stopped the Barberton uh, running attack, and they had a really strong one. Barberton got loose for a 30-yard touchdown on that first drive, and he said that was just a matter of kind of those new players finding their groove. I think they held them to 40 yards the rest of the game. So if they're able to do that again, uh, Louisville might be in pretty good shape, uh, be pretty competitive in this one. So that's a game worth keeping an eye on. That's two promising teams, Mike. Yeah, uh, Poland, I've, I remember, and, and, you know, you talked about, you know, they've always had, you know, these really good teams. I remember them opening up against Marlington. Oh, I covered those. I've been to Poland many times. I, well, I was at Poland uh, twice for basketball last year, yeah. so it was, uh, it's, a, it's a long way to go, and uh, they got some really good teams over there in a lot of sports, but, uh, you know, that, that's, I just thought of that, you know, as, as we were talking about it, you know, this, this might have been the first time in years. Years, Poland didn't play Marlington in a in an opener, but they get another uh, county team in Louisville. One of my favorite lines of all time came from a visit to Poland. I got up to the press box. This was before we had, you know, the ability for me to just have something where I could connect to the internet wherever I'm at. And I asked the guy in the box, I was like, hey, do you guys have internet here up in, you know, do you have Wi-Fi up in the press box? His response was, now you're trying to spoil yourself. 
So, uh, you know, that's something I like to throw out whenever someone asks a question like that. Well, now I'm you're so- trying to spoil yourself. Well, I'm sorry I didn't bring my typewriter and my paper with me, you know, <laughs> to do this story. But uh, I think I typed it out on my phone just because that was before we had laptops as well. We still had the big desktop. So I was like, you know, pounding that out in a text via email. Oh, so. man, you're a trooper. I don't know if I could do that. So <laughs> that was a new, There's been some interesting trips to Poland. But that aside. Uh, some other really interesting games. We're taking a look at a couple big ones in the Eastern Buckeye Conference. Alliance is going to Niles. Alliance opened up with a really tough game against uh, Lake, as we mentioned. I talked to Coach Goodman. He he felt like the team never gave up. He felt like they kind of matched the physicality of Lake. Uh, Caden Davis did have about 130 total yards from scrimmage. Only 40 of that was rushing. I asked him about that, and he said that was mainly because they had to give up the run because they were down so much. He said Caden Davis still averaged about four yards a carry against Lake, and that's that's pretty good against a, a defensive line like that. And he said he's also a very good blocker, so kind of a complete player. Uh, Niles, Niles is interesting. They already relied on. They lost six to nothing last week. Uh, the big thing that happened to Niles is they lost two quarterbacks on the same drive in the third quarter, and we're playing their third string quarterback. And we don't know what the status of those guys is for this week. So that's obviously something that could play a big factor if they have a quarterback available or what they're going to be able to do. They do have a young running back that's really good, but this is probably an opportunity for Alliance to maybe go and have some success and take advantage of some Niles misfortune there with the injuries well I picked Alliance so what you're saying is that was probably a good choice uh on paper you would think that but you know you can never tell I thought Alliance was going to be really really good last year and you know they think they were two and eight just because it was just like a weird perfect storm so it's uh it's definitely going to be an interesting game to keep an eye on and then speaking of old rivalries, this one uh, went through about 2011 when the teams were in the defunct NBC, Mike. Northwest and Marlington, all sorts of interesting stories there. And, of course, John DeMarco, no stranger to the old NBC. He was the head coach at Louisville and made many trips to Marlington. And I kind of asked him about, uh, you know, maybe some old feelings, some familiarity. And he said, not really. He said, everything's completely different different obviously new head coach and mark gulling he said the personnel is totally different he said uh basically they still run some of the things bo balderson did but it's kind of been modified by coach gulling to his system so he said not really not not really any sense of familiarity other than maybe the the colors of the (laughs) uniforms there but that's gonna be a, a really good game uh northwest of course came out and had a setback 21 7 to north Horton. Uh, Coach DeMarco said he just felt like the team wasn't quite ready to play. He said they maybe were a little overconfident and thought success was going to come easy based off what happened last year. He said the effort was good. He said there was just a lot of mental mistakes, and that was kind of what he was working on cleaning up. Marlington last week beat Coventry 20-12. to The big thing they're working on, uh, talking to Coach Gulling, he said they had four trips to the red zone that ended in zero points. So he said 
They moved the ball well. They did everything well. He said he just wants to see them finish some drives this week. So. Well, yeah, and uh, you know, against uh, you know, a, a, you know, a team of capable of Northwest or uh, you know any other team you face down the road once the league season starts. Yeah, that's something you want to. That's something you want to clean up. You don't want to regret leaving any points out on the uh, field like that. Yeah, and he said other than that, he was pretty happy. Sam Dine had a big week. He had 11 tackles, four tackles for loss, two sacks, including one that really helped Marlington seal the game against Coventry. So that's that's a player Northwest is going to have to watch on uh, when they're on offense, watch where he's at at the end or coming off the edge. And I'll be out at that game, and it's really intriguing. I'm very excited to be there. So that's uh, something you can look forward to us talking about again here on Friday night. And then just looking at some other games of interest, Mike, we've got Connaughton Valley and Malvern. We've got the the return of Don Hurtler Jr. to the area as the head coach of Connaughton Valley. That still feels so weird to say. Yeah, and uh, I don't think he's... Uh you know this might be right i mean this might be the closest the the former hoover head coach uh, has been as far as back in the area coaching in a coaching in a game and uh you know it's it, and it good good for Canton valley because you know he's kind of really kind of helped turn things around down there they've they they had some struggles through the years, and uh, you know his first season last year they stopped a streak of uh, finishing under 500 that that dated back almost uh, that dated back almost 10 years. So uh, you know he's uh, you know he's 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 a big success at Hoover, big success at uh, Garraway a long time ago, and now he's trying to bring that uh, success to uh, Connaughton Valley. And they started the season off with a 48-8 win over Strasburg. So they're, they're, they're flying high right now. And, um, and Malvern, they uh, – speaking of flying high, Malvern uh, coming off a 55 nothing win over uh, East Palestine. Uh, Malvern did all of the scoring in the first half. Uh, they featured a, a real nice balanced attack with uh, K.J. Thomas, Bryson White, Xavier Watson, and quarterback Tristan Phillips, who was making his first career start. So uh, um, might be a bit of a tougher game for uh, Malvern this week, uh, facing a, facing a much, uh, much improved Connaughton Valley team. But uh, the Hornets will see if they can go to 2-0. Yeah, that's definitely a game worth keeping an eye on. Coach Hurtler, not really surprised he's having success. It was almost like he was just born to coach football and win wherever he's at. Well, yeah, and, uh, you know, just when you thought, you know, he's going to, you know, he retired from Hoover. You thought, well, that was going to be it, you know. The yeah. alma mater, yeah, I thought he, that was it as well. Yeah, and, and and all of a sudden, you know, we we find out last year he's he's going down to – to Canton Valley, and and you know, must be different because uh, Canton Valley's the you know, size-wise is not Hoover, you know, and uh, you know, but you're not playing in the federal league, and uh, you know, I I haven't really talked to him since he's been there, but he's 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 got to be really uh, enjoying this experience down there. And another big game to keep an eye on, Minerva and Sandy Valley. Sandy Valley coming off that heartbreaking overtime loss to Fairless that you were at, Mike. Uh, where the Cardinals go from there this week? Well, I mean, they, they and I think we talked about it on uh, Friday, I, I thought they played really well. I, I thought that was, 
from a from a week one perspective you know sometimes you see uh you know teams the first week of the season you know you make make a lot of mistakes and stuff and that's to be expected you know especially when you don't have a lot of scrimmages as many scrimmages as you've had in the past and everything and i thought that was a i thought that was a really well played game i thought i thought sandy valley played well um i thought nick petro um you know, held his own, you know, another first-year sophomore starting quarterback, uh, you know, running the offense. Uh, there was a drive where, uh, um, and I believe this led to a Sandy Valley touchdown where uh, Petro uh, converted uh, uh, two third downs with long runs. So, I mean, that showed right there, you know, he's ready for the challenge, you know, instead of, you know, you know, maybe throwing the ball away, or, or 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 you know, or taking a stack. He was able, or taking a sack. He was, you know, he was able to find the hole created by the offensive line and get through. Um, you know, it was really interesting because you know we remember Cam Blair playing at Sandy Valley, a great quarterback and stuff. And uh, uh, Nick Petro's older brother Ben ran for uh, a career high 162 yards in this game. Um, you know, he, he also uh, his his 32 carries that was also a career high we've never used to see in for the past few years a sandy valley team run the ball as much as they have and and that might be the thing for them early on you know as uh, nick petro gets more adjusted to the position that he's in right now uh, minerva and sandy valley had played for a few years uh you know prior to uh, last season when everybody was just playing their uh, league schedule as a matter of fact uh uh, you know, during Minerva's long losing streak, uh, Lions played Sandy Valley really tough. One of the games was a uh, uh, triple overtime loss to Sandy Valley. So I know Minerva's coming off a, a loss to United Local in their first game. And, uh, you know, we got two teams who are looking to break into the win column for the first time. Yeah, the Lions, things are a bit different with them this season. I talked to Coach Hundley last week. And basically the defense, the things they do on defense are still really similar, and that's probably their their strongest area. Eric Murray's a really, really good player and uh, can come out of that secondary and make some tackles. The, the difference is on the offensive side where in the past couple of years, uh, Minerva had gone to pretty much the triple option or a heavy stack backfield where you would see five, six guys have – carries and a lot of guys over 50 yards every week well they lost all those guys to graduation or they didn't come out to the team this year so uh, they felt Braden Costia the quarterback was the the strongest piece they had and they've kind of moved more toward throwing the ball and instead of running it and the the thing that coach Hundley stressed is it was real difficult to make that transition in the shortened off season because you had one less scrimmage he said he really liked to have had that week to really fine-tune everything so it's something to keep an eye on they'll probably develop and get better as the season goes on but you know when you make wholesale changes there there's there's probably going to be a little bit of growing pains well yeah it was tough on them because uh minerva turned the ball over four times early in that game so uh you know that's uh you know those growing pains were you know evident right there early and stuff like that and so uh 
you know, we'll we'll just see. I mean, the you know, long season for Minerva, and you know, it's like what we talked about, you know, with uh, McKinley, you know, early on. You know, you just you just want to see what you can to get better and better every week, and you know, you hope then the wins will come. Yeah, I was talking to Coach Davis over at Louisville, and that's one thing he stressed. Just because you're 0-1 doesn't mean you have to follow that script. He kind of stressed to the kids, all the Louisville teams that started 0-1 and went on to make the playoffs, and I'm sure that's a conversation at a lot of these schools after after last week. So that's uh, obviously going to be a big theme. Well, I think that's it for this uh, this Tuesday edition of the Friday Night Ohio podcast, Mike. I'm sure we'll be back here late uh, Friday evening where hopefully things are uh, a little better for us. <laughs> we'll shoot for 12.30. 12.30 would be nice. I would take that. Last week it was, uh, yeah, the, the words just weren't translating well. So we're going to end it here. Thank you for listening, and we hope you stop by again.